Oh, Grace, young lady, what did you do this weekend? What did you get into? I ran, ran, uh, I went to a little trail party, went to a little trail party over the weekend. We need to have a talk. Yeah. It, this isn't going to be good. You, you need, you have some explaining to do. <sighs> Listen up, young lady. Okay. Grace, this weekend you got really wet and dirty. I did. So let's go ahead and talk about it on episode number 30. I'm Eric Idiot Renner Kosek. And I'm Grace Hot Pants Langheim. Eric is all business in the front of the pack, and I am all about the party in the back. That's right. Business up front and party in the back. Together, we are the Running Mullet. And we are going to talk about every aspect of running, the podium to the DNF and everything in between. If you are a runner, this show is for you. Now sit back, get out your foam roller, and enjoy the party. Oh, man. You, Grace, you. You did you tried to keep this a secret, all cute yeah. like, and oh boy, what did you do? Just tell everybody what you did. I did. I I went to a trail party called the Wild Goose 100, and I shuffled my way through 35 and a half hours of rain <laughs> and 100 miles. Yeah, 35 and a half hours. So you, you came in half hour to spare. Half hour to spare. We ran a hundred miles in what was the tropical storm called? What was the name of her? Ophelia. I I uh, know this ran, name because I swore at her many yeah, times. Yeah, like you ran through thirty-five and a half hours of of tropical storm Ophelia. I think anybody around us knows what this weekend was like. Yeah. And you completed your first. Uh, I don't care who defines what, but in my book, you completed your first hundred-mile trail race. Would you yeah. agree with that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. My yeah. first first yeah. hundred mile trail race. So ignoring the FKT and ignoring Conquer the Wall, which was a road race and a totally different. It was a timed race. So ignoring those first trail one hundred, the Wild Goose one hundred. Yeah. yeah, and and the bottom line is like that you've you've done the distance before, but there's those distances never had any time cutoffs like mm -hmm. such a hundred does. Yeah. Which, there's a lot of them that have that 36 hour cutoff and it's always, it's always a, a struggle and you're, because you know, you're the party in the back of the mullet self-proclaimed. Yeah. Hopefully we have another uh, partier from the back of the mullet coming on here shortly. Um, but yeah, you, you got her done and uh -huh. it, uh, you know, elevation was like what? 10,000 ish. Yeah. They, they, uh, Posted it as 11,000-ish. I came up with 10,000-ish on my Strava. Some other had, people had a little bit more. So somewhere between 10 and 11,000 feet of elevation gain. Um, supposed to be, uh, you know, some very doable terrain. So a mix of a little bit of road, a little bit of double track, some single track, some pieces of technical, some not so technical. And I'm like, man, that sounds so doable. 36 hours, what could go wrong? Ophelia comes in. Dun, dun, dun. So was the trail, um, don't don't go lying and putting fluff on it now. Like, did, yeah. was, was it an amazing course? Did it work for you? 
or was there what does like after a while i was like this sucks oh yeah after a while i hated everything and everybody cool. i mean it didn't um not grindstone no. Uh, there were a lot of races this weekend, and man, shout out to all the amazingness that happened over the weekend, including your lovely, lovely wife. Becky had a really good race. Yeah, World's End Fall Classic. She she just signed up last minute and just crushed it. So good confidence. She won World's End Fall Classic. Yep. Um, Erica, Erica winning Border Beast. Come on now. That's huge. She destroyed that race, and... I expect big things from her from now on. So she's got yeah. to uphold this for a long time now. Yeah. Erica Lubera smashed it at Boulder Beast. And she she came to and so real quick, there were there were a couple other races over the weekend. There was the White Rose Five Miler. There was what else am I missing? I don't know. There's stuff all there, over. There's a bunch of stuff. So um what I went to was called the Wawayanda Trail Festival. And there were several distances, and this was the inaugural year for the Wild Goose 100 um, being the, the longest distance. They also had a 12-hour, a 24-hour, a 36-hour, a half marathon, a marathon, and a 50K, I think, um, and a 100-miler. Uh, yeah, Conestoga 10-miler was this weekend, and Iron Masters was – it was a packed weekend. Iron Masters. Erica Lubera, uh, she – one boulder beast and then her and her husband jesse lubera came to cheer on and erica paced callie mm -hmm. uh genzel who was also her we like collaborated together and put our canopies next to each other and i also uh coach callie so we just we had a, a great time together so callie and i raced my fucking amazing crew lacy deller barb cunningham were Keep it clean huh keep it no, clean keep it clean you i get to say the f word every once in a while and you get to talk about your nipples every once in a while that's fair enough. the deal fair enough <laughs> so and you get to show them every once in a while yeah good so um i had an amazing crew and then callie her husband albert also um crewed her and paced her so between the two of us we just had this really cool setup with all the positive energy. Callie finished. I finished. Oh man, it was good. Yeah, but Callie, Callie, it was Callie's first hundred mile race and yeah. she completed it. And she, you know, it's cool because I love her to death, by the way. And mm -hmm. she she doesn't give up really. It's not even in her in her uh mm -hmm. um vocabulary. And but a lot of the distances leading up to the hundred she conquered at you know up here at my house which is really neat you know the i don't even know which ones at this point 50 mile or 100k I'm, I'm not sure but it was it's really cool to see her get that 100 finish and the buckle yeah and stuff like that so hopefully she she pops on here to talk to us a little bit about it so the rain before we get any farther do you have any numbers like so how many people started that 100 and how many finished yeah i i have rough numbers I I'm, I don't remember if it was 58 who registered or 58 who signed up at the start line, um, but there were I think there were four people who didn't show. So it was either 58 at the start line, or 62 or 54, somewhere around there. Uh, there were 25 finishers. So and the, the rain had to be a huge part um, of that. It right? was absolutely terrible. It was like. 
it literally rained the entire time. And, and it did, I think it led up for about an hour. And, and I was, I was talking to one of the runners about this and he's like, well, it led up for about an hour. And I'm like, yeah, but we were in the woods and the trees were soaked and it was windy. So the wind was blowing the rain off of the trees yeah, and it just felt like it was raining. So it really for 30s and even when they were packing up, it kept raining and it rained all through the night when we left this morning. This was in New Jersey again at Wawa Yanda. And uh, it, it was still raining and it was projected to finish not until eight o'clock tonight. Crazy. It so, was insane. So were you running through like what was the terrain like? Was it puddles because it was so wet or did it stay pretty dry? Obviously you were soaked, but the course itself, how, how sloppy did it actually yeah. get? It, it was a mixture of lakes and Not mud even pits. Pond. Wow, lakes. Yeah. <laughs> it was mud pits and giant, you know, 20 foot puddles that you either have to go uh, one, you know, one way around through a set of bushes or another way around through a set of reeds. Uh, it was, you just weren't keeping things dry. I tried to keep my feet dry as much as possible just because I knew how long I had to go and, and going that long with wet feet, you really risk, um, you risk doing some damage that's going to take you out of the race. If you don't at least try to keep your feet, not soaking wet. And uh, so it just really slowed me down, you know, because I'm stopping to try to get on some rocks or go around a puddle. And and so that was hard. But it was a mixture of technical terrain. The road was soaked. I mean, in the aid station, they had a broom, a push broom, because they were sweeping the water away. <laughs> it was it was just down. It, it wasn't always a downpour. Um, it was a mix between you know, misty and then it would rain and then the skies would just, you would think that it would diminish over time, but it didn't, it came in waves. And so on my, there, the course itself is three separate loops and you do those three loops that set five times plus one. And uh, when I was on the last section, which was the pink loop, the skies just opened up and just dumped water down. So it didn't diminish over time. It just kept coming at us. And yeah, yeah it was it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, even where I was at World's End and stuff, it would let up to like, like, oh, it's breaking for a little bit. And then it would just, the like you said, open up and dump. So let's talk about your race and how it went. I mean, 100 miles. It's funny when I run a hundred miles during it, or let me think about this. I would even say right after it, I, you know, I, I would say, man, a hundred, that's a long time to be in the woods. But then like the following week, it turned, it morphs real quick into like, man, that was, I mean, for being in, in the woods for, for two, for let's just call it two days, a day and a half. Mm -hmm. um, boy, that went pretty fast. That's yeah. funny how your brain works, but like while you're doing it, it's just like, you know, I think we all experience like this. It's never going to end. Did you have any, any horribly bad spots? You're not one to, to get really low in the dumps. At least yeah. what I've seen from you, you're, you're consistent. You're, you, you keep moving, but was there because of the rain and everything else, was there any, any time that you said, uh, this sucks? 
Yeah, um, I'm, I'm pretty happy. I'm a pretty happy runner. And you saw, you know, over the summer when I did, um, you know, 42 miles over at the idiot course, you know, I was pretty happy the whole time. So I'm a happy runner. That was not the case whatsoever. And my crew joked about it. They said they didn't know which grace was going to come in to the aid station because there was no, no aid stations out on the course. There was only one central area, which was nice for crew because they could kind of set up and stay there. So it was just a tent city. Yeah. And every time I came in, they were like, is it going to be happy grace or sad grace? Because I was either really happy and having a good time or I was completely miserable and I was going to drop. And and there was like no, nothing in between. It was one of those two people ran that race. Interesting. Pretty much the whole time. <laughs> yeah, when you say you were miserable and, and wanted to drop, did it actually get close to that or you're just oh, not yeah. in spot? Really? Yeah, it definitely let's, got close let's to that. Talk about that more. <laughs> let's talk about how terrible I felt. Uh, yeah, I've, I've had really low points. I kept struggling with um, with, and this was this has never happened to me before. And I think this is the thing that um, the hard thing is when you're doing something like a hundred is something always happens that you don't plan on, right? And that's the thing that takes you out. And I did not plan on this whatsoever, but I had such a hard time staying awake. And I literally was walking with my eyes closed, trying to nap. And um, I took probably at least 15 trail naps. So hmm. what I would do is I would find some moss and I would lay on it for about 60 seconds, maybe two minutes until I got cold. And then I would stand up again and then I would start walking and I would start weaving and closing my eyes and fall. I kept falling asleep. And the first time that it happened, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Cause it's like two o'clock in the morning. Right. I looked at my watch. It was 10 PM. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to make it. If I keep falling asleep, this is not going to happen for me. I keep falling asleep and I'm miserable. So what's the point? And, um, that was, and I, I was just like, I, I, I can't stay awake. I'm not going to finish this. Why am I even here? I could be back at my Airbnb and, and uh, warm. So that was my big struggle throughout the entire thing and why I kept going back and forth with it. And um, I, my crew and other runners on the trail were the reason why I kept going. My crew was just like, Okay, but you you know you're not broken, so get back out on the trail. Nice, uh, and I did. I'm pretty good at listening to my crew. If they tell me to do something, usually I do it. Right. And um, I remember listening to a podcast not too long ago. I think it was Andy Jones Wilkins. I think he was interviewing um, Jason Coop, who's like my favorite coach. And he, the two of them were talking about how over the course of a hundred, things can really turn around. You just need to wait it out. If you're not completely broken, just keep moving forward and they can flip back around in your favor. So I, I, I just had that in my head and I kept going with it and had some, um, I needed to be paired up with somebody. And so I had other people who would talk to me that way. I would stay awake. <laughs> and that was my biggest challenge is like, I just couldn't, I was fine with food. My legs were good. I could still run. Uh, you know, I wasn't puking. I was I was totally fine with everything else except I was wet 
and uh, tired. Yeah, and couldn't get dry. So dumb. <laughs> All right. So the beautiful Callie Genzel is on. Yay. Let's go. I'm going to go ahead and add her just so we can kind of go over the same type of stuff with her and, uh -huh. and her experience. Because let's face it, Grace, I think everybody's tired of hearing about your story. Now. I know. It's, I don't want to hear me anymore either. Let's bring on Callie. Totally kidding. But no, it's, I, I want to hear from both of you and you guys can uh, talk about your, your pains. So Callie, welcome to the show. Congratulations, Callie. You're late. Yeah, I know. We just got home. Wow. <laughs> Albert's currently unpacking the truck. <laughs> you literally just got home from the race? Yeah. Oh, wow. Did you get some good sleep today? Yeah, I uh, slept pretty solid from last night around like 1030. I think I finally actually fell asleep in between all the like head nodding sleeps. Uh -huh. Um and I slept until 6, 11 this morning, and then I ate pad thai for breakfast, and then went back to sleep for a few more hours, and... Nice. Yeah. There you are. You look good. Here I am. Huge congrats. Thank you. Does it feel amazing? It, I don't know if it feels real yet. Like, I think I blocked out so much of it <laughs> that it's just like, did it even happen at this point? I don't know yet. Yeah. Well, we, we talked a lot already about how horrible the weather was and not in your favor. So, I mean, it, uh, it doesn't matter what kind of hundred it was. When you get a uh, tropical storm, Ophelia, is that what you said, Grace? Ophelia? Yeah. To, to land on us like that, it, that's an incredible, like, this should be something you're going to remember for the rest of your life. It was for sure a memory. <laughs> it is now a core memory I'll never forget. Um I remember looking like a week back and being like 72. That's going to be beautiful. Yeah. And then like two days out, I looked and I was like, wait, 54 and rain for three days. I'm like, mm, we're in trouble. I need something waterproof. So. so let's back up and tell everybody about your story. So you signed up for a hundred miler. Um, I don't know. Was it earlier this year or late last year? What, what, what one was it? Uh, Mid-State Massive. It's coming up October 7th, I think it is. Okay. And that was your 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 100-mile goal race to, to be your first 100. And they at some point, they changed some of the course, correct? Yeah. So there was a new climb added to it. And I think they were taking away some of the like rolling road miles, they called it, which was maybe like farm roads, dirt road type of thing. And I did get to talk to the race director just because stuff just seemed to be getting mixed up and lost in translation from like what they would send an email versus what was previously posted about the race. Um, and it was a permitting issue with their cutoff times of why their cutoff wow. times got shorter because of their permits changing. Um, so I just didn't feel confident with this, the statistic changes that I was ready for that. And right. it seems to be a race that a lot of people have talked about. They get lost on trail. Um, you have to have a app running constantly for marking because it's a point to point. So I just wasn't feeling super confident for that to be my first 100 because it would have to be a literal perfect race for me to finish in that cutoff. 
And I mean, like not even time to change my shoes. Perfect race. Like just have to go with whatever I had. So I'm excited because they were kind enough to let me defer to next year when I just let them know like, Hey, I'm just not feeling confident in this. And they said, no problem. Like you're on the list for next year. Just, uh, email us and we'll get you in. So they were, they were really nice about it. Yeah. And I'm excited that I jumped ship because when I saw Sasquatches and geese and rainbows and unicorns and Loch Ness <laughs> monsters, I was like, I feel like this is my vibe. Yeah. And, and Callie had messaged me um, and she, you know, she kept updating me along the way because uh, I get to coach Callie, which is awesome. She is an amazing athlete to coach. And she's been keeping me updated. And I already knew about the Wild Goose 100, but I was not registered yet. And I didn't tell her any of that. I was just like, so have you thought about doing another race? She's like, there's no other 100 in October or November. And I'm like, oh, I know this this cuts back your training, but I know about another race. And here's all the stats. And I know it's a Kim Levinsky party. And she calls them trail parties, not trail races. Kim Levinsky is amazing. And um, I was like, I know about this race. I know what the vibe is. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> and and uh, and then I, later on, I was like, and by the way, I'm probably going to run it too. <laughs> so that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it worked out. And I mean, for anybody that doesn't know Callie, she, she you know, you you and Grace are pretty similar in your running style. I would say you're you're a very strong, um, runner. And I was, I was telling Grace before you came on, like, you're not one to ever, ever really have to give up isn't in your vocabulary. At least what I've always seen from you, you know, you're, you might not be the fastest out there, but you, you represent that, that back of the running mullet and you like to party and you like to finish what you start. And obviously, you know, changing those races, if, if you don't think you can finish a race in the time that's uh, that's given to you, it seems almost silly to attempt it. Um, you know, okay, in the future you can train and try to get faster to to make it possible. But for especially for a first hundred, you want to you want to try to hopefully do something that is attainable. So you got to draw the line somewhere. So to know you know what you can do and and to do this one and not finish with that weather is phenomenal. That was something that definitely helped me pick to train a little harder, a little faster for the cutoff that we had for September. Um, I know like there is rim to river coming up and oil Creek and everything, but of course I'm in my thirties. People don't get married anymore. No, we have a wedding on both of those days. So that's why those were both off the list and that's how I ended up with mid state massive. And then when grace said this one, I was like, this seems like something I could get done in the time. Um, I have, you know, that wiggle room that if something goes wrong, I can still finish even if I'm struggling. Um, and signing up for 100 is a big thing. Like, I had Jesse and Erica, they were going to be driving to New Hampshire to crew. Grace was driving to New Hampshire to crew. Um, my husband, of course, was driving to New Hampshire. And I'm thinking this is like seven hours of driving to maybe miss a cutoff at mile 56. Right. Like, 
is it really worth all that time and dragging everybody out there if I don't feel confident going into it to begin with? And then when this came up, like Jesse and Erica ran Boulder Beast the morning before, like I started Saturday, they ran Boulder Beast Saturday morning, then drove back home, slept for like two hours and then drove to New Jersey to come crew me and pace me. So it, I mean, you can't ask for better friends, but it just seemed to all kind of fall in place like that it was meant to be. And it was getting to run with Grace. We got to share 40 miles together out of the first 50. Like, yeah, Yeah. that was just crazy, too. Yeah, we and we've run long distances together before. So we did a whole 50K side by side and (laughs) had a great time. We've done um, other running together. So we know that we run well together. Um, we'll talk or we'll have silence yeah. and silence is fine too. And and we knew that, but we also knew like if either one of us breaks off at any point, like we're running our own race. And um, we ran, I was so thankful to have your company Callie in the beginning, but I, I we haven't really talked since we broke apart <laughs> at that point. So how yeah. did the rest of your, like, how did your race go? Because I oh. haven't even heard. Hold on. What was your finishing time, Callie? Uh, 33, 33, 53, 31. Nice. Very nice. And did you have any kind of goal or was it just to get in before the 36? My goal was just finished before 36. And then when I was out there, the first, I mean, I hit 50 miles right before midnight. And that was mostly because of running with grace because we have similar running styles, but we run different sections. So like she'll pound out the road sections or the flats where I'm more likely to be like, Oh, I hate this and kind of power hike them. And then there were sections that like I'd run through and grace is like, I wouldn't be running this if you weren't running this. So I think that helped build in time for me being with her and pushing the sections that I wouldn't normally run. Um, Especially when I was feeling good in the beginning just to get those miles in and the time just to get 50 miles before midnight. I was ecstatic. Yeah. Um, and, and we kept reminding each other to eat. We're like, Oh, it's been 30 minutes already. Let's eat. It, it, it was so weird. Well, we were laughing because like the first time we split grace stopped to change her clothes. And we had talked about it, that we were going to change our clothes. And when I got in, I looked at my watch and I was like, I think I could get one more loop in before dark and I want to change right before dark. Mm -hmm. So we had been reminding each other every 30 minutes. Oh, time to eat. Oh, time to eat. I go out on this loop and I'm like, Oh my God, I think I missed my time to eat. And I looked down, it had been six minutes, (laughs) six minutes since I left. And I was like, really? It happens so much quicker when I'm running with somebody. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so back to Grace's question. Why don't you give us a quick rundown of the full 100 miles condensed into about four minutes? I mean, what, you know, I know your brain's probably a little mushy right now, but the good parts, the did you have any bad lows? We all know the rain was horrendous, um, for lack of a better word. Um, but how'd your race go? Honestly, I felt really good the whole time. Um I couldn't probably have asked for a better race except for maybe the last loop. I got some pretty severe ankle slash shin pain. I'm not sure. It started about mile 
70, um, flexing my foot, the front of my ankle was sore, but it was still completely runnable. And I was still keeping a 15, 16 minute mile pace, like hiking. Um, Erica was with me at that point, but the last loop, um, it got to the point where putting weight on it felt like my shin was splitting in half. Uh, poor Albert was with me and there was a moment where I just stopped in the middle of the trail and screamed how much I hated it because I had moved so well and to be only 7.75 miles from finishing and like literally not being able to go because you have a spot on your leg this big that's just fracturing every time you put weight on it and Albert just stood there in silence with his like header (laughs) and I'm like this is all I need right now. <laughs> but how does, how does that spot um, feel today? Uh, it's swollen and it hurts pretty bad. I much. I did take two. I I think at mile seventy five, probably could have taken it for that last loop, and I think it would have helped a lot. But I didn't want to take a lot of medication obviously out running. Um, but it felt better this morning than it did last night, like getting back into our cabin. I didn't know if I was going to be walking this morning, but then I was able to get up and walk around today. Um, getting out of the car and stuff after riding for four hours, it's stiff and stuff, but I hope it's short term, but Other than that, I did good with food. I ate every half hour for 33 hours. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot of food. um, I didn't sleep at all. I didn't stop to sleep. I got tired two times. The one was the second loop before the sun rose. Um, I was on, there was a park road and it was flat and you could walk it and it wasn't technical. And I was walking on it completely alone and, you know, the rain's coming down in front of your headlamp and it's just like that tunnel vision and it's like Star Wars zooming past you. And all of a sudden I was like, wait, where am I? I wasn't in my body. Oh, I'm still here and walking. Yeah. I think I just fell asleep for a second. Yeah. And then I ended up seeing a guy up ahead and I ran to get up with him and we shared that whole loop together and just having that company, somebody to talk to. Yeah. Just another noise in the forest other than rain kept me awake and going pretty well. And then Erica and I had probably a mile together that I was just in like zombie mode <laughs> where she's like talking and I'm like, I really enjoy listening and I am listening. I just can't make words come out of my mouth right now. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, she, you couldn't ask for anybody better to be with you for that. Cause I mean, she's so upbeat and she was just like, you're doing great. You're moving so well, even though you don't think you are like, you're really going good. And she was videotaping and cheering and, you know, yelling Wawa Yanda forever and just having <laughs> a good time with it. So. Oh man. Our crews were amazing. Amazing. I, I, um, I don't know. I, my crews were insane, amazing. Yours were insane, amazing. And I like that they all got to hang out together. I had attempted because Albert actually inspired me with this. Albert had run Eastern States without a pacer. And I'm just like, man, that's kind of cool. And so I did not plan on having a pacer. 
I also didn't plan on falling asleep every five minutes. And so I came in and um, I had come in after Pink Loop and this 12 hour racer, her name is Julia and she was a big ball of positivity. And she's like, what, you have one more set after this? And I was like, yeah, I have one more set. I don't think I'm going to make it. And she's like, oh, you got like nine hours to do 20 miles. You can do that. And I was like, oh, maybe I could. All right. So I came in. I'm like, I need a pacer. I can't stay awake. And Barb had four shirts on, two pairs of pants, jeans, mud boots, and a coat, and threw on a pack and, and ran four and a half miles with me in her muck boots. Oh, my goodness. I couldn't believe it. It was ridiculous. I don't know if you saw her when she came in, Callie, but yeah. I didn't even know she went out. She did. She went out with me in her muck boots and a pair of jeans. And uh, she was just amazing. And uh, Lacey knows how my brain works. And she gave me tough love when I needed it. And she gave me encouraging words when I needed it. And I like our crews. I just couldn't have asked for, for better. And they found me another runner to run with uh, named Jared. And they're like, Jared doesn't want to go out at night by himself. He needs you. You need to stay awake. Go run with Jared. You get to help him. And they know that I love to help people. So uh, so I stayed with Jared and we ran together for a while. We got split up and then we ended up finishing together. And uh, I like and I was when I was running with Jared, he's like, I was going to DNF. The only reason why I'm here is because of you. We're going to finish. And I said, you know, people think that running is a solo thing. And it is absolutely not. It is a team effort. It's a team sport. The only difference is there's only one team and we're all trying to get across the finish line and get each other across the finish line. And it was like, we had really awesome crews. And then, uh, I don't know. That just, that was a beautiful, did you hear Callie only 25 finishers? I saw her post that. And I wonder too, if that's part of the 36 hour, because I know that if they finish 136 hours, they were counted as 100 finishers and they got well, a buckle. I think out of the 36-hour people, there were there was either one or two who did 100 miles, and that was it. I know the guy that finished right behind you, he yeah, had on like a he poncho. Was mm -hmm. He was one of them because we had shared a few miles back and forth. Yeah. And I also ran with Jared on the checkered loop. So oh, did you? I did so I ran blue solo and then I was going out for checkered and he was standing under the timing tent and I thought he was just, you know, checking in or checking out. And I said like 22 going out on checkered and I saw him like really quick talk to them. And he came like running behind me. He's like, can I go with you? And I'm like, I'm going on checkered. He's like, yeah, I need somebody to run with. I won't go out by in the dark by myself. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> sure. I said, I, I don't know if you're going to be the same pace as me. I'm not super fast. And we talked the whole time. Yeah. He's from Rhode Island. His yeah. buddies were there. And I, I said, him. yeah, yeah, I saw yeah. that. Because I was sitting in the truck and I was still awake. I was just sitting watching. Yeah. You've been, I actually was hanging out the window yelling. But I'm sure at that point, everything was a blur. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I got to share miles with him. Uh, I got to share miles with a guy named Richard who is stationed in Iraq and he was home on leave and he's been training on a quarter mile loop and at his base. Wow. So just That's crazy. And I was, he's like, there's no humidity, but there's also not this much rain. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how do you train for that? How do you train for 36 hours of race? It was just mental. The whole race was mental. This was not even a, a physical event. I don't know. Most of them are. <laughs> hey, the, the big question is, did you guys get belts for your buckles yet? Not yet. Okay. I you have know. a belt. I'm nice. going to wear it to school tomorrow because tomorrow you- is dress as yourself in 10 years. And in 10 years, I will be wearing my belt buckle yeah. around. That is beautiful buckle. Callie, this is kind of off subject, but I will be in Canton tomorrow for a cross country meet. Oh, okay. What time does it start? 4.30 after you leave. Yeah, probably. That's a beautiful buckle. So, so um, well, real quick about these buckles. Uh, they're wooden buckles, so they're wooden, but then they have like uh, lacquer. a lacquer over it, and they were made, handmade by the race director. She made them, which was nice. just amazing. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So each one is different. So, like at the end, you have all these buckles lined up in front of you, trying to decide which one's your favorite after your brain has just been smoked for thirty some hours. They were already packed up by the time I came through, so they had just a box. <laughs> that you could go through and i saw a red one and i'm like oh red one's mine i'm taking the red one so i mean <clears throat> yeah it was a trail party you guys both finished and the rain was horrible but w- is this something that you think you would ever do again if you knew the weather was going to be nice this particular race yeah i'm putting it out there like would you do this as a if you were somebody who does the same hundred more than once, is would you was this a good one? Uh, I would highly recommend it to anybody. I don't know that I would do this one again, only because as a backpack runner, I'm not. I I know that I'm not physically capable of doing like a hundred a month or something like that. And there's so many out there that I would really want to adventure out and do like a rim to river or Oil Creek or or something else. Like I'm only ever going to be able to pick one or two a year. Yeah. Um, but I would 100, 1000%. I would go crew. I would go pace. I would go volunteer. Um, Kim Levinsky, who I knew before this race, um, she's just been this huge, bright, shining light in my life. Um, who's the race director. Uh, she puts on a, a really great event. And so I would recommend it to anybody else, but I don't know that I would do it again. Yeah. Sense. Fair enough. So Callie, you're you're still signed up for sorry, I keep forgetting the name of it. Which one's in New Hampshire that you Mid State Massive? Mid State Massive. You're still signed up for that for next year. Is that your plan as of right now? If I have a healthy year, I think so. Um, it's a nice time of the year, you know, being a teacher, I get to train hard over the summer and can really get a good training block in leading into a fall race. Yep. I think finishing a hundred and knowing that I'm capable of doing it. And even, you know, this had between 11 and 12,000 feet of gain, even though it wasn't any massive climbs, it was a lot of rolling and with the weather, how it was, I mean, by the end, it was literally just running a Creek bed with giant rocks everywhere. Like it was just running water everywhere. And a lot of the runnable sections weren't runnable anymore because, you know, it was that slidey mud that you put your foot in and you slide three feet to the left or right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think after proving to myself that I can finish those statistics with the weather and everything, how it was, 
knowing that Mid-State Massive is more climbs and descents, I think that that's something that sometimes plays to my strong suits because I enjoy the downhills and the technical. Um, I, I really loved this race and the rollingness of it because it never felt impossible when you got on a climbing where like, oh my gosh, this is never going to end. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I think I would like to conquer that one as next year's plan. Nice. Yeah. yeah, that sounds like a good one. And like you said, I mean, one thing I always think about when I ha- do a race that the weather is that horrible, I was like, man, if it wasn't that horrible, wonder what my time would have been. Because obviously all of your times were slower because of the horrible weather. Yeah. But you never know I, how I didn't much. think that. I was just happy. I, yeah. You know? <laughs> it, it's, it's still uh, um, this it still hasn't sunk in. I don't think I, and I think partially because I was, I was, I, you know, was not in a great mood the entire time. I was sad grace half the time. And I was really at a place where I was like, all right, well this loop, I'm going to go ahead and DNF and I'm going to pull myself from all my races for next year because I thought I was stronger than I actually am. And I was wrong. (laughs) Like I was a hundred percent convinced that I'm never going to finish a hundred miler. So, um, you know, Callie's had just some awesome training blocks and, and, um, built her way up to this. Whereas I did my first hundred miler attempt in 2019. And so I've been essentially training for a hundred miler since 2018. And it's just been a long time coming And I really, at this point, I was like, uh, maybe I can't do this. Maybe, you know, you try to stay positive, even as a back of pack runner, but it's hard sometimes. And you're like, you know, maybe I overestimated my abilities and, uh, and that's okay. And maybe I should just be happy that I can um, run at all and just accept that and be okay. And I had kind of resigned myself to being okay with that. Um, But then I finished it and now I don't know what to do because I'm like, all right, well, I guess, I guess I can do a hundred miler. So there we go. It's amazing how much like you, you, I don't know why, but you still call me a front of the mullet type of runner and you're the rear of the mullet, but everything you just said is what echoes in my head. Every single ultra race, like to myself, you know, I'm not as strong as I thought I was. It's, Mm -hmm. it's not where I where I thought I should be. It, it's just, it's funny, isn't it? It is. And there's I other people know. laughing at us because it's everybody goes to the same thing, but I don't know. That's part of the game, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And so now I'm still kind of accepting. All right. I did. And, you know, part of, I did uh, DNF Eastern States twice and I truly don't I don't even think today that I'm ready to tackle Eastern States and maybe I would one day, but I think I would really have to um, focus on it uh, much better than I have in the past. And um, doing this was like, I, I really need to just pick something that is attainable and stop having it in my head that I have to, that the, one of the most difficult hundreds on the East coast have to be my first. Yeah. And and it was for a lot of uh, very cool people out there and, and it's just not going to be for me and that's okay. Maybe I need to get used to just doing things overnight first and, and take it a little bit slower and, 
and that I can get there, but my path is going to be different than somebody else's and that's okay. Um, so now this has been a monkey on my back, honestly, since 2019 that, and especially after doing the Mason Dixon trail, which was a completely different scenario, but it was like, okay, obviously my body can go through 200 miles in four and a half days. Why can't I just do, why can't I just get the hundred done with, uh, because you know, people ask, have you ever done a hundred before? I'm like, no, but I have done a 200 FKT. I don't know if that counts. And now it's just, all right, it's done. It is the hundreds done. And now we're going to, yeah. we're going to move on. I don't know what's next though. No, and you don't have to know what's next, especially right now for both of you, for that matter. Yeah. But, but no, I agree with you. It's, uh, it's something that, you know, I'm sure it feels amazing for one, but like uh, for me, I'm, I'm wondering the same thing. Like I like hundreds and I think I can, I feel like I can get better at hundreds. There's nothing that says I have to go to try another 200, you know, I yeah. don't know. I like hundreds. Yep. But anyway, we'll see. Yeah. It's wild. Um, but this was, this was a very cool experience and especially doing it with Callie, like, I don't know, the, all the puzzle pieces just came together. And then, and so like, this is what I'm getting to, like you said, Callie, um, it was interesting because I went after this course because I needed something that was attainable, but then this storm came that was not expected. And then the storm ended up forcing me to prove to myself that I am capable of something more difficult. I just need to, I just need to have the confidence that it's attainable. Otherwise I get negative in my head and it affects my performance. And then I DNF, you know what I mean? Like, and yeah. so it, I think it just, that storm came in and was like, we're gonna throw some extra sprinkles on this. <laughs> And prove to you that you can do a more difficult course. So, yeah, I don't know. You guys both had, I agree. You both got, had the best crews out there. I, mm -hmm. I know um, all of them personally. Gracie, yeah. I know your crew not as well as, as Callie's, but I still know them. Lacey's amazing. Yeah. And, and Barbara's amazing. Um, Lacey and Barbara are definitely, um, I think, probably the the funniest crew out there they apparently did a lot of interpretive dance interesting <laughs> they, well i know before the start even happened because we were set up right next to each other our tents yeah. uh i poked my head into grace's tent to say hi to barb because from camp and to meet lacy and barb was like oh the the timers already think we're on cocaine but we're not and i'm like <laughs> oh, okay good good start <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they're very witty. And so they had a good time, thankfully. I, the crews were just amazing because I cannot imagine trying to crew in that because yeah. the crew was in this big field next to a parking lot. So it was like a park area and we were under the tree cover. So it was different in the trees. Oh, whole, you need to tell your one story after you know what i'm talking about because i just said trees yeah. so the trees it was so windy that trees were falling on the course you would go through the course and you'd be like that tree wasn't there before so that was happening but the crews we were kind of shielded a bit from the wind so it wasn't super cold unless you stopped 
but our crews were a hundred percent in the wind. It got so windy for them. It wasn't just the rain and they were, I don't know how they kept good spirits about it, but they did. But anyway, so tell, tell Eric what you, and everybody who's listening, tell them what you saw. So it was the first time that I split from grace. So I'm completely alone. It's getting dusk. I have a headlamp with me just in case, but I'm like, I can make this loop before dark. And there's one section where it's blue and pink um, shared the same, like two miles back to the finish line. So I'm pretty familiar with it by now. I'm kind of like blocking it out and it's really windy. Like Grace said, it's, you know, raining, you're hearing all these noises, trees are falling and I'm coming down this one section and I hear something coming from above me falling. And I'm like, I'm about to get hit by a tree or a branch. And I like go to shield myself and a freaking black bear falls from the sky and lands like five feet away on the trail. And then just runs away. And I'm like, okay, 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 okay. And I just kept going and I'm like, what just happened? A bear just fell out of the sky and tried to land on me. I think his branch broke. Wow. That's awesome. I hope he's okay because I have never heard anything hit the ground like that. Well, and he ran so fast. Right now. Oh, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so that's like, cool. I was completely alone and I came back and I was like, I almost got hit by a bear that fell out of a tree. And I'm yeah. like, if this was later in the race, I would have doubted myself. But like, we were still in the daylight. Like, I, I wasn't hallucinating or anything. This was a bear that fell from a tree. And my brother talked about i don't know he was talking about drop bears this one thanksgiving and we're like what is a drop bear and he's like they're bears that fall from trees to get you and so though the whole thing like albert and i are like that drop bear tried to get me like <laughs> that is a cool story that's that's pretty neat that's not the only bear sighting on the course so Oh. My crew, my my crew reminded me afterwards. They were like, "How did you nap out on the trail, knowing that there were bears on the course?" I'm like, "Man, I didn't have a choice. Those eyes were closing, whether I wanted them to or not." Those black bears aren't gonna bug you anyway. No, no, they don't really, they don't really bother you. So there were there, I, there were some people I think who were afraid of the bears, but we, you know, we're kind of used to the bears. <laughs> Drop bear. That's that's cool. It broke out of a branch, fell out of a tree. That's incredible. And every time we'd go through, I'm like, this is where the bear fell from the sky because you had to pass that like 19 more times. <laughs> yeah, and we called, there was a big outcropping, which we called the bear house. It had to be so embarrassing for him. He like hit the ground and immediately ran into the woods. and was like, <gasps> and yeah, like, I'm alone. <laughs> Nothing to see here. <laughs> That's great. I love it. Or it was just kind of like, well, my luck started off with Grace and I were under the tent. Um, everybody's standing out in the rain. We're about to start. They're giving like the opening announcements. And we're like, our tent's right here. We're not going to stand in the rain any longer than we have to. If we could stay dry for five more minutes, great. So we go to line up. We like step out. And Albert's like, here, give me a kiss before you leave. And I step back to the tent and the tent dumps on my head right at the start line and i'm just like yeah. here we go and this i was is... like yeah gotta laugh and then i think it was barb was like that's good luck that's good luck and i'm just like all right let's do it so um well let me ask you this callie uh 
for anybody out there who is looking at their first hundred miler or signed up for their first hundred miler, what advice would you give them? I think to train, stick to your training block. I know like I went into my training block, not the healthiest I had. I still have that nerve pain in my foot that randomly started. I had pain through my whole training block until my last two long runs, my last two 20 milers, my pain magically disappeared. So I literally had foot nerve pain for four months every single day. And I just trained through it because the doctor said, you're not causing any damage. And I was like, okay. So as long as you're not causing damage and they say you're okay to train, don't, don't quit just because it's uncomfortable because it's, it's going to be uncomfortable on race day. You know, my foot never hurt four months of nerve pain. And I didn't have one single nerve pain in that foot for a hundred miles. Yeah. And, and I think you and I like communicated a lot about it. So there were changes to your training plan to accommodate for that. And because right. we have that open communication between each other. So I think if, you know, if you do have a coach, like, please let them know everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think just finding people who are there to cheer you on. Like, I mean, my mom was just like, I know you can do it. Albert's like, I have no doubt. All of my friends. I mean, Eric messaged me last week just saying, you know, I'll be thinking about you Saturday. Just mm -hmm. finding that crew that's going to, I mean, crew as in like your whole trail family, that's just going to be there to support you and say, you can do it even when you're doubting yourself uh, leading up to it or during it, just having that support to remind you that you're as strong as you are. So yeah. nice. and if you, if you don't have those people yet, now you do. It's us. It's us. We're, no, we're here. Yeah. Here we are. Yeah. Here. <laughs> it's us. Friend us. Yeah. <laughs> and we will be your trail family and we will come cheer you on with all the things. All right, you guys are amazing, but I'm going to shut us down. Yep. We're right where we need to be. We are. Actually, we're way over where we originally said we were going to be every show, but that's okay. Now, thank you for coming, Callie. Um, super impressive, and congratulations. And I can't wait to talk to you after it does sink in. Enjoy every bit of the recovery because that's part of the experience where you're at now in your head, where you're at tomorrow when you get to tell your kids the story. Um, everything that happens this week is, is part of it. And it's, don't ever take it lightly what you accomplished because it's huge and it's amazing. And I can't wait to see what else you do. Well, thanks for inviting me to be on here. It's always a fun time. And just, uh, you know, you guys have been there kind of from the beginning with my running when, you know, I was never running further than a 5k. So for yep. anybody out there who doubts themselves, 5k to 100 miles here we are yep. yeah don't doubt get, get yourself some supportive people in your life get yourself some some more run and mullet that's right grace i'm just as proud of you you it sounds like you definitely could have quit as everybody can but you bottom line is neither of you did and it sounds like one hell of a weekend and uh the cool part is you get to share it between each other too the yeah. memory yeah. Awesome job, ladies. Great uh, talk and episode. And I can't wait to talk to both of you together again about the next crazy adventure you do. Yeah.
What are you up to this weekend, Eric? <sighs> what am I up to this weekend? You know, I'm in a good spot right now. I got no pressure to train for anything, and it's really mm -hmm. nice. It's really nice. And I'm enjoying it. Actually, I'm going to a big uh, cross-country invite up in Rochester, um, one of the biggest ones on the East Coast that both of my daughters are going to be in. So that's what I mean. Like, I get to watch them suffer, and I just get to smile and enjoy it. That's the best. Yeah, it really is. Love it. So that's where I'm going to do some timing. I uh, help a friend um, who has a timing business, Missy, with Black Cat Timing. And so I get to do some timing this weekend. It'll be fun. Nice. Yeah. Well, both of you enjoy your recovery. Like I said, it's it's all part of it. And I uh, can't wait to see what, what you do next. Everybody else, thanks for tuning in. Please get more people to tune in. We're still not where we want to be. Grace. But I'm I am exactly where I want to be, Eric. You're the one at the front of the pack. Wanting, <laughs> wanting more. Always wanting more. I'm happy here with our little party. Just me and you. Let's have it. Let's have an episode with just me and you. That might be next week for episode 31. <laughs> Tune in. We're gonna keep this ball rolling as long as we can. Thanks. Have a great week. We love you all. Yeah. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. Bye. Bye.